For those of you who don't know me, my name is Steve White, and I am filling in for Pastor Dave this morning, who is away with our youth group at the National Youth Gathering in Houston. He prepared a sermon that I'll, uh, I'll read for you. The name of the sermon is Gifts for Mission. And the goal of this sermon is that the hearer would consider the ministry of Jesus. <laughs> How can you be helpful? That's certainly a question that's lurking today. How can you be helpful to the ministry of the church that represents Jesus to the world? How does Jesus help us? That's probably the more important question today. Let's do a quick review of where we are in Ephesians 4. We used to walk in sins and trespasses, but God is rich in mercy, and in his mercy and grace, he made us alive again with Christ. Now we walk differently. We don't walk in sins and trespasses any longer. We walk in the good works that God has prepared for us. More specifically, we are urged in Ephesians 1 to walk together in the good works that God has prepared for us. So Ephesians 4.11 is full of challenge, and full of good news. I'll read it from the ICB translation in just a bit. But the good news is that Christ has given us all gifts, gifts that are meant to help us, help us to walk in good works, and help us to walk together. We aren't left on our own to make it work. We aren't left on our own to uh, figure it out. He gives us gifts. He desires us to help, help us walk together in the good works he's prepared. The challenge for some of us, and I include, is that Christ has given us, each one of us, gifts. Some of us don't even know what our gifts are. Some of us don't make room for, or don't honor, or don't celebrate the gifts that others actually excel at. Knowing our gift and honoring the others that can be a major challenge. Here's the passage from Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. As you listen or read, keep in mind that good news and that challenge. And Christ gave gifts to men. He made some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to go and tell the good news, evangelists, some to have the work of caring, shepherds, and some to be teaching God's people, teachers. Christ gave those gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of serving. He gave those gifts to make the body of Christ stronger. This work must continue until we are all joined together in the same faith and in the same knowledge about the Son of God. The good news Jesus gives us gifts to help us walk together in the good works he's prepared. We're not on our own. The challenge, do you know your gift and honor all of the others? Here's the amazing thing about some of these gifts that Christ gives. We can see each one in the life and ministry of Jesus himself. So for the next several minutes, 
We'll start at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and move towards the end. We'll see and celebrate each aspect of his ministry to us, and we'll pause to consider the good news and the challenge. From the very beginning, Jesus said that he was an evangelist. Now, check your definition of evangelist at the door. We aren't talking about someone that knocks on doors and tries to convert people. We're talking about someone that loves to gather people. We're talking about someone who loves to tell stories and someone who speaks the good word. Jesus was an evangelist. In Luke 4, 16 to 19, and Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty, more good news, to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, more good news. Jesus has a dynamic ministry of evangelism. It is God's plan for the Messiah, for him. He is anointed to evangelize, to good news the poor, to declare freedom and more good news to people in some kind of bondage, to speak about the Lord's favor to everyone, but especially to the oppressed, to those physically and spiritually blind, to those in bondage. Throughout his life, he demonstrates and brings good news to the poor to the lame, and to the blind, to the demon-possessed, and even the blatant sinner. The good news, no matter where you are, close to Jesus, or really, really far away, he has good news to share with you. The challenge, what would our church look like if we did a little more good newsing, especially focusing on gathering people from the fringe and sharing good news with them. How can we create space for and honor a dynamic ministry of evangelism? The second ministry we see in is Jesus' teaching. Take, it's called Take Your Breath Away Teaching. In Matthew 7, 28 and 29 is only two short verses, but they're has been an awful lot leading up to it. The entire Sermon on the Mount has passed, passed by all 1,000 plus words that cover the chapters of five, six, and seven are done. He wants people to, to get it. All those words and chapters are meant to help his hearers unlearn the things that aren't true about themselves or the world or the kingdom of God. The crowd is amazed at all these words, thoughts, and truths. Here's what Matthew tells us. In Matthew 28, And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, 
24, he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Astonished. The crowd is not bored, not merely just interested. They are astonished. Amazed. The word means wind knocked out of you. Take your breath away. Jesus has take your breath away teaching. The good news, Jesus today wants to teach you about the kingdom, what's true about you, about God, and about the world. The challenge, what would our church or our lives look like if we had or made more room for or honored take your breath away teaching about the kingdom of God? Jesus was also a loving shepherd. Listen to Matthew 9, 35 and 36. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus saw the crowds. He took time to actually notice them. He saw them, and he was moved by what he saw. Compassion is a movement, a feeling for someone or something in your guts, and Jesus saw and cared. He cared deeply. The people that he saw were harassed. They were greatly troubled. The people that Jesus saw were low in spirit, not able to muster the energy or courage for much of anything. Their reserves were low. They were depressed. Jesus saw them in the pit, and he simply crawled down into the pit with them. Jesus was a loving shepherd who noticed people and cared about what he noticed. The good news, Jesus notices you. He does. He takes the time to notice, to see you. He cares deeply. He cares deeply about you and you and you. The challenge, what would our church or your life look like if you slowed down? If we stop trying to talk at people, stop trying to run programs, and we just saw people. We took time to discover what troubled them, what causes them to be low in spirit. Do we make space for and honor those that show or desire to slow things down and to show compassion? Prophet. That's the next ministry we see as we walk through the three years of public ministry of Jesus. Jesus was a listening prophet. In John 12, 49 and 50, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment. What to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, 
I say as the Father has told me. This is so amazing. This is a member of the Trinity. This is Jesus, the Son of God. And Jesus, the Son of God, says, I don't speak unless I hear something from my Father. When I hear something, then I speak whatever I hear to the people around me. That's the sense of what Jesus is saying here. This isn't about one ear on God and one ear on your audience, like a good teacher. This is two ears on God and a mouth shut if God doesn't say anything. This is two ears on God and a mouth that opens as soon as you hear God speak. Jesus says, not my authority, but the authority of my Father. Jesus is saying, I'm not trying to be creative. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm just listening to the voice of God, my Father. And then, whatever the Father says, I'll put that on the table for the entire world to hear. Jesus is a mouthpiece. Jesus is a listening prophet. The good news, God the Father wants to speak to you. He's got something to say that is just the right word at just the right time for you. The challenge, are we willing to slow down are we trained or training people to hear a word from God? Two ears on God. Hear what he has to say. Speak it to other people. Are we making room for and honoring those who say they hear from God? Finally, Jesus was an apostle. This is another word that is tricky. We instantly think of the apostles. Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter. But an apostle is just a sent one. An apostolic ministry is literally just a ministry on the move, going to new places and seeing new people, trying new things, not settling for too long in any one place. In John 17, verse 18, Jesus says, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. As you, Father, sent me into the world, so I have sent disciples into the world. Sent. Jesus is sent, and Jesus sends. In Luke 4, Jesus said he was sent to evangelize. John 12, the Father sent him. In Luke 10, Jesus sends out his disciples. In Matthew 28, Jesus sends us to make disciples. Jesus is an apostle. The good news Jesus is sent to you and for me. The challenge, Jesus sends you out. 
are you making room for and honoring people that want to do things different and take new territory and be on the move? And Jesus, and he, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. We aren't left alone to walk in good works. Jesus wants to help. Do you know your gift? Do you know your ministry? Do you make room for and honor the other gifts and ministries? Let's celebrate the ministry of Jesus to us and for us. Amen? Join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you are so great. You are so powerful. Lord, we know that you have gifted us with many things. And Lord, we, we pray that you continue to gift us. We pray that you continue to guide us. And we pray that you give us the strength to overcome the challenges of using those gifts. And Lord, we also pray for those that are, are away today, that are at the National uh, Youth gather, Gathering. We pray that you show them their gifts and show them their paths and keep them safe. And we pray this all in your son's holy name. Amen.